Due to technical difficulties, this episode was recorded about a week ago. It's a little old, but I think you still like it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call planet Earth. What is happening, everybody? How was your weekend? Was it kick-ass? Did you make the most of it? Did you go to the movies? Did you do what I did and go fishing and watch your friend collapse on the ground drunk out of his mind? And <laughs> That's a whole other story. I would love to get into that story, but I'm not going to. But I hope you guys went out there had a wonderful weekend. And I uh, didn't sit around and, and do a bunch of chores. That that's bullshit. Uh, that's what that's what kids are for. Uh, you get the kids and you give them a little. You know fun. what what it used to be. Five bucks you get every week from your parents. What did they used to call that? Not restitution. What the hell's <laughs> not a salary? Um, an allowance. An allowance. Yeah. So if you got kids out there, man, give them five bucks a week or give them something. You know, young kids and get them to mow the lawn. <laughs> You don't want to be put on the honey-do list, you know what I'm saying? Get the, you, you, That's what the kids are for, right? So, and that way, you can go out with your boys and go fishing like I did. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> it's maybe a little bit too much. All right, hey, what's going on? All right, real quick, before I jump off and tell you what's going on, there is a story that uh, broke out of Indiana I'm going to quickly jump into. Uh, there, it's a really interesting, it's a, a tragic incident. In Greenwood, Indiana, uh, it looks to be as people got killed and shot. I think three people got killed and a couple got injured, a, a woman and a child. But what's interesting about it is how it ended. It could have been worse. And real quick, I'm just going to read this. This is coming from uh, ABC7. I don't know if this is their local ABC7. seems like every city, big city, has got an ABC7. But regardless... This come from Greenwood, Indiana. A gunman who shot five people at a... Okay, five people. My apologies. Uh, five people at a suburban Indianapolis shopping mall, killing three of them, okay, before a shopper shot and killed him, was a 20-year-old local man who was apparently facing eviction, authorities said Monday. Oh, God. This is all... Please tell me this is not about being evicted. 20-year-old kid, and he's... <laughs> Jesus. Jonathan Superman of Greenwood began firing and leaving a bathroom at the Greenwood Park Mall shortly before it closed Sunday evening, the city's police chief, James Eisen, said at a news conference. I'll just be honest with you right off the top. I don't like uh, giving these guys any type of attention by saying their name. I just happened to do it this one time. I'll just call him uh, Mr. S. Because I don't really think these guys should be treated like martyrs. Because it seems like the media does do that. I don't know why, but... Anyhow, Mr. S. continued shooting people until he was shot and killed by 22-year-old Elijah Dickin of Seymour, a city about 45 miles, uh, which is 72 kilometers, in case you wanted to know, south of Greenwood, who was shopping with his girlfriend, Ison said. Quoting, many, uh, many more people would have died last night if not for a responsible armed citizen, said the chief, noting that authorities were still trying to determine a motive for the attack. The Johnson County and Marion County Coroner's Office identified the slain victims as a married Indian, Indianapolis couple, Pedro Panetta, 56, and Rosa Marion Rivera de Panetta, 
37, and Victor Gomez, 30, also of Indianapolis. A woman and her 12-year-old girl was hit by shrapnel, were wounded in the attack, police said. Although authorities said Dickin was legally armed, the mall prohibits people from carrying weapons on its property. Oh, really? So you got, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't know. Every mall that I've walked into, I've never seen uh, a mall cop that was capable of handling a mass shooting like this. Just saying, I, I mean, I don't see too many. I don't know. Are they armed these days? I don't go to malls too often. I did back in the day when I was younger, but I don't know. I mean, I would hope, hopefully I would think they're armed and they're t- well-trained, you know, and they have all the right permits and everything like that. Hopefully. But um, if it takes a 22-year-old <laughs> to, 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 you know, to quell the whole situation, that, that's something to talk about right there. Uh, and let's see, what else? As of July 1st, Indiana law allows anyone age 18 or older to carry a handgun in public except for those prohibited for reasons such as having a felony conviction, facing a restraining order, or having a dangerous mental illness as determined by a court Indiana's Republican-dominated legislature retained provisions in the law that allowed private property owners to prohibit firearms. So, yeah, I guess if you uh, own the mall, you can dictate how you want to do that. You know, you don't want people walking into your home. You, you know, you know, some 18-year-old kid. You may invite over to a party, and he brings a gun. You say, "Eh, no, no, you you gotta leave that shit outside the front door." So, I mean, he can't just walk in with a gun. Just because, you know, law dictates it. You know, if it's private property, I understand that. Keep your guns elsewhere. But then again, have proper security. If mall cops are properly trained and properly equipped, then I don't see a problem. Unless you're putting up metal detectors or something. I don't know. I've never been to a mall with metal detectors, so who knows. Uh, Authorities said Sunday that four of the victims were female and one was a male. But they corrected that Monday to two males and three females. Eisen said that after uh, Mr. S. entered the mall, he walked into a bathroom where he spent, spent about an hour before he emerged and opened fire. An hour? He said investigators believe that Mr. S. spent that time preparing and possibly assembling a disassembled uh, rifle that he brought in his backpack. He ended up firing 24 rounds with two, within two minutes. He probably was praying to God on the shitter. <laughs> you know, he knew he was going to die that day. I mean, is it worth a, over an eviction? There's got to be more to it. Eisen said Mr. S. used one rifle in the shooting, but in the mall bathroom, investigators recovered a second rifle and a pistol. Although police don't know a motive for the attack, Mr. S.'s relatives told investigators that he recently received notice that he was being evicted from his apartment, though Eisen said authorities were still trying to confirm that was the case. Relatives also said Mr. S. resigned from a warehouse job in May, he said. So he quit his job, and then he faced eviction. So let's see, you quit your job, you have no source of income, and then you get evicted. Hmm, let me see, is it because maybe you just didn't pay the rent because you, you quit your job? I don't know. You gonna blame society for that? Sounds like you. If that's the case, I mean, <laughs> Mr. S had a juvenile record, including uh, for a fight at a school and an incident where he ran away from home. But he had no criminal record as an adult. Ison said, "Yeah, they all seem to have no criminal record, or they pass these background checks to buy guns. It's always those people that you fucking gotta look out for. You know, the the quiet ones, the ones that fall under the radar of radar." Mm. 
He said relatives told investigators that uh, Mr. S. has been practicing shooting at a gun range and that the records obtained by the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives confirm he had frequented uh, the range and brought ammunition there over in the last past two years. Mark Myers, the mayor of Greenwood, a city of roughly 60,000 people just south of Indianapolis, said the grieving community is shocked uh, to be the scene of a mass shooting. Quoting, I don't want to be among the mayors that has to share these statements, but sadly I am, he said. I grieve for these senseless killings, and I ache for the scars that are left behind on the victims and our community. Callahan, uh, and it just goes on and gives credit to, to some rag. Yeah, that is really tragic, man. I really don't know. I mean, if you, if you got a problem with him bringing in uh, a gun and all that kind of stuff, um, I, I understand that because it is a private space, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, are you really going to rely on security at the mall to quell that situation? Because, I mean, it could be just like what happened in Texas. I heard that, the, you know, the cops literally turned around and ran the fuck away and left all those kids to die. You know, if that's the case, we got a big fucking problem right there, you know, when it comes to, you know, law enforcement these days. I don't know. I mean, I guess details will come out soon enough about this whole Indiana Mall thing. But in the end, when you really kind of think about it, the kid's a hero. Because, I mean, seriously, what would have happened if he didn't have a firearm on him? I mean, the kid was legally registered with the firearm. I guess he had the permit. You don't get you don't get legally you don't get a permit you don't get you don't what am I trying to say? You can't obtain that type of paperwork. You can't just possess a gun with that type of paperwork unless you are properly trained. And obviously, the twenty-two-year-old must have been properly trained. Um, so, I mean, good for the kid. I think he's kind of he probably could have avoided. It could have been a worse situation. Of course, uh, Democrats are going to fucking, you know, pile on the story and say, you know, oh, you know, he, look at you got a 22-year-old, he's killing people, he's taking the law in his own hands and everything like that. And again, I'm going to tell you right off the top, I mean, what, what's a mall cop going to do? And if a mall, you know, and what's going to happen between the, the time the mall cop realizes that uh, there's a, you know, mass shooting uh, beginning and when they call the police, how quick are the police going to be there, you know? I mean, this happened in two minutes, 24 rounds in two minutes, and uh, three people dead, two injured. Yeah, I mean, I think the the kid, uh, I don't know. I, I give a shout-out to him. So what I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll put that on. The, yeah, I'll put that on at the Real WOD on Twitter. You guys can take a look at the link in it. It does have video of people running. I don't know if I can pull it up. I don't know if I want to. I'm doing it on the fly right here. No, nah, that's just going to take too much time. I don't think I'm going to... They'll have me fucking sitting there and... Uh, let me see. Hold on a second. Yeah, there, there's audio and everything to it. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and do that. What I'll do is I'll just go ahead and I'll send the link. I'll put the link on at the Real WOD on Twitter. Go ahead, check that out. Don't forget to subscribe and all that other stuff. All right. Uh, my prayers go out to the family and friends of the victims, for sure. Um, I, I think it's tragic, but at least the kid was properly trained and, uh, you know, probably uh, stopped a situation from getting even worse. So, now I'm sure that'll be a matter of discussion in coming days. Okay, 
What's coming up on this episode? I recorded some stuff from the last time I did a recording, so some of it might be a little dated or whatnot. But I'll just throw it in there, and I hope you enjoy it. What's going on is <laughs> I came across this one story, and this actually came out today from the New York Post. It's uh, this couple, I guess, in Hawaii. They went on a vacation, and uh, when they came back, they tried to walk into their home, and somebody was preventing them from going into their home, and it was some guy that actually had lived there for months, and they didn't even know it. I guess the guy, uh, I guess they call it frogging, where people jump from place to place to place and living in other people's homes while they're, you know, occupied, which is absolutely nuts. There's, a, it's a really bizarre tale. Uh, it's not a tale. It's a story, I should say. It's a really bizarre story where the guy actually he, he uses their laptop and he's he's doing all kinds of vlogs with their own laptop, talking about how they want to do reconstructive surgery, gender surgery on them, and it's just a bizarre thing story. I, I'll read it to you. Go, you got to check it out. Very strange. Frogging. But they don't spell it F-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. They spell it with a P-H. I, I don't know why. I don't know. This might be some new woke thing. I don't know what the hell. It's also another story I had done uh, last week, and... And it's Eric Adams. He's uh, replying to a lot of complaints, a lot of New Yorkers out there. Shout out to the peeps in New York. Uh, it's summertime, and in summertime, you're going to get a lot of heat. And with all that heat and humidity that New York gets, from my understanding, I haven't been to New York yet. I want to when they clean it up. But my understanding is when the trash uh, piles up, it re- really becomes a, a very smelly situation. And it's so bad now that I guess, bottom line, people are just telling Adams, hey, man, this place smells like shit. (laughs) And so Adams replies to it, and I don't know. We'll get into all that. There's also coming out here locally in the Bay Area, uh, San Jose, California, there's these bums, right? Another encampment. I mean, this whole area is notorious with these crazy encampments. I keep talking about them, you know, all these, like that one in Oakland where it almost burned down the whole freeway. (laughs) Well, this one's really weird. In San Jose, the bums are stealing electricity, and then they're digging holes in the side of a creek, like a makeshift spider hole or whatever. Kind of like what Saddam Hussein was uh, hiding in in Iraq when they were bombing the shit out of that place. Anyhow, they uh, ended up piping in a whole bunch of electricity and lighting and everything, and what they do is turn this makeshift spider hole into a bunker for all their stolen, ill-gotten goods. (laughs) <laughs> and so, like over $100,000 worth of shit. So that's pretty interesting. We'll get into that one. And there's also a story about this poor woman. She had, uh, I guess she had some sort of muscle disease or, or something muscular. It, you know, really prevented her. Uh, she had mobility issues. That's what I'm trying to say. And I guess she was trying to board a Southwest Airlines plane. And uh, they didn't help her board the plane. She really was, I guess she was looking for a, uh, a wheelchair to help her on. And you have to forgive me, I can't give you too many details. I recorded it last week, so my memory you know, kind of slips after a few days, uh, especially after a weekend. But she ended up uh, having trying to board the plane herself. And in the process of their refusal to help her, she tried to board and she ended up falling and uh, I guess she broke her vertebrae, uh, developed some sort of spinal issue, which is leaving her paralyzed. So Southwest has to answer to that and a bunch of other shit. So 
Let me go ahead. Let me take a break. We can start all this madness up. And, uh, yeah. Are you ready? Let's do this. Let me take a pause right now. comedy though we still have great comedy out there there's always rambling joe biden what the f- joe says shit that even people with tourette's go no no what is going on joe is like your uncle who's got a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right i'm proud to work with barack america he's not a superhero you idiot come here when fdr was on television there was no tv back then come here joe sit down Rambling Joe Biden. What the f***? <laughs> All right, guys. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here's a story. It's come from the New York Post. I came across this real quick. Hold on a second. Let me situate myself for this one. It's pretty funny. Uh, it, it, it just starts off like this. That The headline is, It's like everybody's smoking a joint. Adams admits New York City reeks of pot. And, uh, hold on a second. I am going to bring up some audio. It looks like there's some audio of the story. But first, let me just kind of briefly let you know exactly what you're about to hear. Uh, the Big Apple stinks, all right. Mayor Eric Adams said Friday when asked about New Yorkers' record-breaking odor complaints. But it's not the stench of the dirty streets that bothers him. It's all the pungent weed smoke everywhere. <laughs> The number one thing I smell right now is pot. It's like everybody's smoking a joint right now, Adam said with a chuckle. Uh, Quoting on, you know everybody has a joint. Adam's comments came in response to questions from the Post about disgusted residents and the workers who said Thursday that that the city smelled worse than ever this summer. (laughs) The summer just started, Jesus. Various Manhattanites described the foul aromas as rancid, gnarly, and cadaverous, and like a used diaper. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) that's no different than what it's smelling like where I'm at right now. Trust me. Uh, I feel your pain. (laughs) Quoting on, I'm not smelling. Maybe I have a New York nose, Adam said during a news conference outside City Hall. I'm not smelling. Uh, calls 2311 show the outdoor odor complaints are at an all-time high after rising 54% to 5,746 <laughs> through jam, through June, <laughs> June 30th. Wow. Compared to the same period in 2021, according to a post-analysis of, uh, of official data. Man, what is going on over there? You know, wasn't there a point in time when you guys had like a... Um, Oh, what was it? A strike? A garbage worker strike or a city worker strike? I, I remember something like that. I don't know if it could have been prior to to Adams getting in there. It was probably when the commie Blasio was in there. I don't know. Let's see if I can pull up this um, video. It's Adams talking. I don't know what the hell he's going to say. I keep getting ads to pop up and annoy the fuck out of me. Let's take a listen to what this guy's got to say. Here's Eric Adams. I don't know how much I I missed, but let's try it out. You know, um, uh, you know, everybody has a joint. 
of I, I I'm not smelling. Maybe I have a New York nose that you know. I'm not smelling, you know, uh, filth. <laughs> Let's try that again. Oh, I just went to another video. Hold on a second. Yeah, we'll pass it. But that's him talking. Um, anything else further? Yeah, it just says Adam said the majority of those complaints involved idling vehicles and vowed to make sure we enforce the idling law. I never heard of that. I don't know exactly. That that could be a New York thing. I don't know. Idling? I don't know. Is that just hanging out in front of people's homes, double parked or something? I, I don't know. And despite a recent survey by Time Out magazine that ranked New York the second dirtiest city in the world, Adams claimed the piles of trash and rats running wild weren't that bad and faulted merchants for not tidying up the streets. You know, see, here you go, man. Here you go. This is this is your, you know, I don't care what Adams claims to be. You know, he claims to be somewhat of a, you know, pro-crime type of guy or uh, pro-law enforcement type guy. Excuse me. But I just, I'm not feeling it. He, he seems pretty laxed about everything. You know? I thought he was more of kind of a conservative-minded guy. Not not so much a conservative or Republican or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I, I thought he was more kind of, you know, moderate in his stance on crime and, and civic issues. This, is, this is, sounds like he's passing the buck on to somebody else. He's pointing the finger. You know what I mean? That's what it sounds like. Goes on, says, I think the city is getting, it's getting cleaner, he said. But store, the store owners have to do their job, too. Everyone has to sweep up in front of your spot. You got to bag your garbage. Everyone has to chip in to do so. <laughs> well, maybe you should just clean the streets, I guess. I mean, I, you know, what's going on? And then it shows pictures. There are pictures. I'm going to tweet this story out. And there's just piles and piles of trash. I mean, it does look like Oakland in certain spots. And this looks like it's in front of a, some sort of Chinese restaurant in, in uh, a, a dirty-ass band. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? Bodega. I almost uh, started to catch myself talk like, you know, Jill Biden when she said uh, a bogada. <laughs> or whatever. What'd she call it? Yeah, and then it shows a couple of guys in front of another store. And they're smoking some weed. They're just hanging out. They're not smiling. They're too high, too. And a little caption underneath it says, Everybody's smoking a joint now, Adam said. <laughs> no shit. Pretty amazing stuff. All right, there you go. So your city smells like shit. Uh, reminiscent of probably L.A., San Francisco, Chicago. Well, I don't I don't even think downtown Chicago is fucked up as fucking New York and San Francisco. I don't know. I haven't been there, so you tell me. Nonetheless... This just seems to be some more progressive politics in action. You know, progressive politicians working for you. come from the New York Post. It goes like this. Florida woman was thrown from a wheelchair when Southwest staffers refused to push her is now paralyzed in, in some sort of suit. 
uh, it goes like this, and I'll, I'll, what I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you guys the, the link to the article, so you guys can check it out if you want. Uh, it, it says, a disabled Florida woman claims Southwest Airlines staffers refused to aid her in going down a jet bridge in a wheelchair. And then she suffered catastrophic injuries after falling over court paper state. The Broward County suit asserts that Gabby Asseline, As- I don't want to mispronounce her name, Asseline, A-S-S-O-U-L-I-N-E, Asseline, 24, who suffers from a muscle disease, was traveling from her South Florida to Denver in February when she asked for someone to push her wheelchair down the, the corridor. The suit contends that a Southwest supervisor at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport declined her request and that she was forced to negotiate the jet bridge on her own. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking seriously kidding kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember, I don't fly too often, but every time I go flying, you know, I go to an airport, I remember seeing, you know, they would, you know, help people in wheelchairs and stuff on and off the planes. I mean, I mean, come on. Are you serious? Asseline was then thrown, quote-unquote thrown, that's, that's how they put it, from the wheelchair before landing on her head and is now paralyzed from the neck down, the suit states. A heartbreaking GoFundMe page set up for Asseline by her mother, Sandra Esseline, said that she cracked her vertebrae in the spill and is now forced to use a feeding tube. Okay, here we go. Here goes another lawsuit. I mean, what is wrong with, with people today? What happened to customer service? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't hear too many bad things about Southwest Airlines, really. So, I, I mean, usually I hear, you know, coming from... JetBlue or Delta. I don't know. Everybody says Delta is pretty good. I don't. I don't know. Again, I'm not a flyer. I fly maybe once every two or three years. Maybe I don't know. Maybe even longer. But every time I've flown, I've always flown on Southwest. They seem very nice and very friendly. Then again, that was before the pandemic. After when the pandemic hit, and every time afterwards, everybody seems to have turned into an asshole. So I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe those. Uh, you know. Those stewardesses or whatever, they've gotten a little too, you know, power happy with the the whole forcing people to mask up and, you know, (laughs) maybe they're just calloused by all the the fighting that goes on in those planes that they just don't even want to bother with anybody. But, I mean, this woman has a muscle disease that, you know, has mobility issues. I mean, just out of common courtesy. I mean, just out of your fellow mankind, you do something, you know, generous or, you know. You'd help help the person. Come on. Quoting, she can't speak because she has a tube down her throat and she has no movement below her neck, the mom wrote on the page. The fear and pain she is showing in her eyes when she wakes up in those brief moments of clarity is too much to bear. Asseline said her daughter suffers from a disorder that turns muscle tissue into bone. Wow. Limiting her mobility when the condition flares. And it does have some pictures of her, and yeah, it, it, poor gal, boy, that is heartbreaking. Seems like a nice little love, uh, lovely young woman. 
Wow, I never. It goes on to say the benefit drive has raised more than one hundred twelve thousand dollars in one week. Quoting Southwest Airlines, primary priority is the safety of our people and customers, both on the ground and in the air. Southwest spokesman Chris Perry told the Dallas Morning News in a statement, We have reviewed the customer's initial account of her travel experience and have offered a response directly to those involved. The suit is demanding that Southwest pay for a Celine's daunting medical care and compensate her for the suffering. Oh, absolutely. That's a slam dunk. All the medical expenses, I mean, phew. what? what? What's the minimum I'd want from Southwest if I was in her position? I would probably, minimum, minimum, $10 million and free airfare for life. On top of all the bills being paid, all my lawyers, they're being paid, everybody's paid. I mean, you, I'm, I, maybe $10 million is just... I think that's just even, that's that's low ball. Maybe I should be thinking like a hundred million. You know what I mean? You're paralyzed. I mean, is is, is she going to recover from that? I I highly doubt it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, a, a broken vertebrae. I don't know. I'm not a. Um, I, I don't deal in spinal cord injuries. Doesn't sound good though. Doesn't sound too promising. Quoting on, after the hospital, she will need to be moved to a live-in inpatient rehab facility where she will learn to live with her new reality, her mother wrote. Gabby will need occupational speech, physical, psychological, and many other therapies in order to regain what she lost. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was low-balling. What the hell was I thinking? I should have finished off the article. $10 million? No way. $100 million? Minimum. Minimum. Hell, two hundred fifty million. <laughs> well, let's go one billion dollars. I mean, you might as well just shoot for the moon. You know, you won't get the money. I, I don't. I highly doubt if she asked for a billion dollars, she would get all of it. You know, she would. There would be negotiations and stuff like that. She'd probably settle for about a hundred, hundred million, hundred twenty-five mil. Lifetime airfare wherever she wanted to go, if she wanted to go. I mean, you'd have to you know, go for broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, I would. If that happened to my daughter, man, I would sue the... I, I would... Well, she's 24. She would have to do it herself. But, you know, she's in a position where she can't even speak. You know, she needs a speech therapist. Is it that bad? I, I guess it is. So her mom would have to probably be the, you know, the person in charge of all her, you know, business dealings in that whole matter. That is sad, man. What in, what in the fuck are these people thinking about? Where have we gone as people today? Well, we can't help a, a person who has mobility issues by just pushing him down a quarter. I, I, they must be talking about that long ramp that goes from, you know, when you show your ticket and then you go down that long ramp. To the plane. They couldn't push her down that? How difficult is that? You're going to allow her to do it herself? I mean, what what about the fellow passenger? Did anybody try to help her? I mean, where are we at here? 
I mean, it, it, that is just disgusting. Yeah, I mean, Southwest, shame on Southwest Airlines, man. Fucking shame on you guys. What the hell were you guys thinking? What happened to customer service? I mean, for real. Just a quick reminder. Make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at the Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. All right, here we go. It seems like we got another story coming out of California. It has to do with the homeless bums again, of course. Uh, this time, it's in San Jose, California. This is coming from Fox News. California police discover underground bunker full of stolen goods and homeless encampment. This is a very strange story. Uh, a commercial burglary incident led San Jose police to an underground bunker at a homeless encampment containing thousands of dollars in stolen items. Uh, quoting the investigation, led them to a homeless encampment, the San Jose Police Department said Tuesday on Twitter, adding that, a lo- that they located an underground bunker containing approximately $100,000 worth of stolen goods. Pictures included in the post show a bunker built into the side of a creek with items recovered, including dozens of power tools, construction equipment, and three shotguns accompanied by a box of, uh, boxes of am- ammunition. Police say the bunker was elaborate and was equipped with electricity, which they believed was plugged into somebody else's source. <laughs> First off, how are you not knowing that somebody's tapping into your electricity? I mean, don't you take a look at your PG&E bill, you know? I, I'm just saying, I mean, if that's a big red flag for me. If my shit's like hell, like blowing up, hell of expenses, I'm, I'm, I'm asking questions. I'm calling PG&E. I'm saying, hey, come out here and check this out. You know, I don't know. This is right here. And it does have a picture, real quick. And it looks like a, a, a spider hole. Looks like it's not really that big. There's a lot of, uh, looks like electrical cord, extension cord. There's a light bulb hanging in the front of it. Uh, it looks like kind of like that spider hole. Uh, what was his name? Who got pinched over there in Iraq? Uh, who got caught? What was his? The leader? God, I can't. Right off the top. Oh, Saddam Hussein. When he was caught in that spider hole, right? Kind of looks like that. It just says six people were arrested in the case on a variety of charges, while the items will be returned to the victims, including the locally owned business. <laughs> the discovery has caused concern among local residents who expressed fears that that more such bunkers could be spread throughout the city and that their homes and businesses could be targeted in thefts. You think? Here's the problem I'm, I'm getting from this, is as these progressive leaders, you know, local and state level, as they are releasing prisoners and inmates and such, whatever you want to call them, from prison county jail, whatever, uh, and you're putting them out into the street with no job skills and no, no uh, housing or whatever, you're just throwing them out there, these people probably have been in jail for like uh, a lot of a lot of reasons, probably the root cause being drugs, so you know many of these homeless people um, are addicted to something, and probably something not good, like maybe meth, crack, uh, booze, booze is, I mean, 
people ain't going around hopping into people's, you know, patio areas and, and looking for, you know, items because they have a, a booze problem. Usually they just panhandle in front of a Safeway or something or a 7-Eleven. Uh, these guys are probably meth heads, you know, they're, they're stealing all kinds of people's products and everything. I mean, this, I'm looking at a picture of it. I see just a litany of, of construction tools. I see Makitas. I see all kinds of shit. A lot of DeWalt's. I mean, it looks like there's some, uh, what do you call it? Uh, air compressors, all kinds of shit. Quotes on, I imagine there are probably several more places like that around town with just how frequently tools in specific air are, frequently tools in specific are being taken from the construction sites. Excuse me, resident Ashley King, whose family owns a construction company, told ABC7 News. King, a teacher at a nearby school, also expressed concerns over the weapons found amid a recent wave of recent mass shootings. Uh, quoting, to see weapons like that, rifles, stuff that could do damage, serious damage, she said. Weapons that could hurt anybody, especially children, from far away with precision. That is just so incredibly disturbing. Yeah, she's right. I mean, I don't think any of these bums are on the inten- intention of, you know, doing a mass shooting or anything like that. But then again, yeah, I mean, these these are illegal firearms. I don't think the bums uh, did a background check and purchased Purchase them legally, so stolen items, no doubt. In a statement provided to Fox News, the San Jose Police Department said they, quote, don't have information as to how widespread or a number on how many bunkers slash encampments exist like this in San Jose, but pointed, at, pointed to an updated count of the homeless population in the city, which is up 11% this year and stands at 6,738. It's a lot of people, man. That is a lot of people. You know, it, here's the thing I, I that boggles my mind is the fact that here you have, um, you know, these these city officials that come in here, and obviously they're doing a poor job of governing the city. But there is a segment of the population that is still voting these people in. You know, I think a lot of these people are just. You know, people that don't live in impoverished neighborhoods where their items can be stolen from. Many of these people live in gated communities. And again, this is in San Jose, California. This is Silicon Valley. Uh, Many of these people that make these, you know, big money donations to these political hacks. uh, They live, you know, up in the hills, in the mountains. And uh, they don't have to worry about what's going on at ground level. You know what I mean? And so, you know, people are still voting these people in. People are still donating to get these people into office for whatever reason. I don't know. Unless they just totally hate the city they live in. I I can't imagine what would compel people to donate and and or reelect these people. But, I mean, at this point, I mean, if, if you're really... Allowing people, these encampments to, to flourish like they did. I just talked about that encampment in Oakland where people are literally doing bum justice and they're burning shit down and they're putting our, our lives, normal people's lives, taxpayers' lives in danger because they're doing bum justice or they're making meth and the, the flame got away, whatever the case may be. Uh, it, you know, I'm, you're hearing about explosions and, and all this stuff. 
You know what I mean? When does it end? When are we going to just stop voting for these people? I mean, I don't vote for them. I mean, when are you, if you're one of them, when are you going to stop voting for these people? When are people going to realize that these people do not care about the public? All they care about is their their twisted agenda of, of I don't know, social justice or, <laughs> I don't know, level the playing field type of thing. I don't know what their mentality is. I'm not a fucking Marxist, so I don't know. But I know one thing. People need to wake up. If you're tired of your shit getting ripped off, if you're tired of your uh, car getting broken into, or if you're tired of seeing these zombified-looking meth heads walking around mumbling to themselves half naked because I see that shit all the time I got there's a mayor in our city who's actually in the last what four or five years literally has allowed a a, a, a used to be a beautiful city turn into a, a just a giant encampment a homeless encampment and this person wants to be state center too Lily May mayor of Fremont I'm putting her on blast you keep voting these people in, and then she wants to become state senator, and people what are going to continue to vote her in into state senate? Are you kidding me? These people need to be taken out of office. They should not be serving the public. They do not serve the con- their constituents well. Uh, you know, you got to stand up. Wherever you live, if you live in one of these liberal cities, you've got to just tell them straight off the top, man. You know, we got a problem with this. We want this to stop. We want more police intervention. We want all this and that. I mean, you got to make a stink about it. These people are betting that you'll just kind of, you know, be nonchalant about the whole thing that's going on. No, crime is on the rise. Homelessness is on the rise. Many of these homeless people, they don't even live in the area. You know, they come from other states in the country. And, pro- and probably other other countries throughout the world now that we have an open border, right? You gotta, you, you have to press these people. You have to insist that you, you want police involvement. You know what I mean? But I, I just don't see it. I just, it's just another example right here of just, you know, the city, you know, these liberal cities just turning a blind eye to all the criminality that's, that's exploding by their, their shitty policies releasing prisoners, you know, and now what, what, in California people can, you know, smoke meth or shoot up meth freely, I guess, I, I mean, what the hell is going on, I mean, what is this, you know, come on, all right, I, I don't know, it's, all I know is, I just hope to God, people, especially in California, wake the fuck up, let's vote these assholes out once and for all before we fucking end up destroying ourselves, you know what I mean? All right, guys, here's something from the New York Post. Pretty crazy stuff. Never heard of this. I guess it's uh, some sort of new bum trick. <laughs> I don't know. It's called frogging, I guess, but this has come from the New York Post. Uh, the headline is, he wanted to play doctor on this. Terrifying stranger secretly lived in our home. It was the bike sitting outside that tipped off Brittany and James Campbell that something was amiss. The couple and their two young sons had been away from their Honolulu home for about a week. They returned home on September 20th, 2019 to find something terrible. James went to open his home's front door but found he couldn't. 
A stranger was inside pulling it closed. Quoting, there is a man peeking through the door. He's trying to hold it shut. The man says, quote, this is not your house. Just very calmly. James 36, who is in the U.S. Navy, recalls in, in the new Lifetime True Crime show, Frogging, Hide Her in My House. Quoting, I am just floored. Frogging, I don't know what the hell that would stand for. That's some sort of new word, new uh, acronym, frogging. I'm trying to think of what that would... Fogging, frogging, what is that? Frogging. <laughs> Who comes up with this shit? Anyway, the show, which premieres July 18th, examines the crime known as frogging, in which a stranger sneaks into somebody's, into somebody's space and secretly lives there for days, weeks, or even months. The first half of the series premiere focuses on the Campbell's harrowing ordeal. Quoting, they're lucky to be alive, frankly, Jessica Everleth, the show's executive producer, told The Post. Um, it, does, it does have pictures, I guess, of the guy <laughs> that was living in their home. It's some, it looks like it's some black guy. And uh, the couple, uh, I don't know, they're just a young couple, but it's also some black guy in there. and He just looks like you know some dirt bag. I don't know. That's weird as fuck. A man, uh, it goes on to say, hold on a second. It goes on to say, James grabbed his, <laughs> this is crazy. James grabbed a sledgehammer for protection and managed to get the man out of the house while Brittany called 911. Once the intruder was in the front, in the front door, James says, quoting, we noticed he was wearing my clothes. Nothing's, <laughs> things are getting crazier by the moment. Oh, hold on a second, man. You wearing my clothes? <laughs> what the man right then and there I ain't calling the police the sledgehammer just it's swinging it's just openly swinging oh my god the police arrived and arrested a man a 23 year old named Ezekiel Zayas K-H-O-N-2 reported but after he was hauled away the nightmare was just beginning the inside of their home was in utter chaos pots and pans were piled on top of each other in the living room, James' musical equipment had all been taken out. Their bedroom was in complete disarray. It was just trash, Brittany, 37, and a, and a stay-home mom told uh, the Post. What they found next was much more upsetting. Someone had used one of their old laptops to record disturbing diary entries and details about the family. What? Now, hold on a second. They left their laptop in there? And the guy was using their laptop, I guess, in... That's, that's weird. Uh, quotes, there were all these typed notes called the Omnivore Trials, a rehabilitation for rat-like people, James says on the show. So I guess this guy was using their laptop to do some sort of show or something. I don't know. This is, he goes on, this is when we realized this person had been in our home a lot longer, Brittany told the Post. Brittany noticed knives that had been laid out next to the computer and she found a typed manifesto about gruesome plans for the Campbells, including surgeries such as sexual reconstruction and a hand transplant. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Quoting, he wanted to play doctor on us, and not in the cute little kid way, Brittany said. He wrote about how he could make us into perfect people. Oh, yeah. That's fucking crazy. This guy's nuts. And it shows more pictures. I don't know if this, what I'm seeing here, it looks like it's their living room coffee table. Um, it, it looks like there's just a lot of pill bottles on this coffee uh, coffee table. I don't think it was uh, the Campbell's pills. 
or medication because I think if you're going on vacation, I think you would take your medication with you. So there is just a whole bunch of pill bottles on this table. I don't know what the hell that's all about. A lot of bottled water. <laughs> so this guy was popping pills like crazy. It says she also found a video that the intruder had made on her computer, apparently while in the nude. Quoting, <laughs> this guy had been sitting naked in my chair. That's disgusting, she says on the series. I just felt terror. Suddenly, the family regarded strange occurrences in the home in recent months. A computer's webcam turning on in the middle of the night. Doors that were left open or unlocked. The dog barking with fresh horror, such as is often the case with frogging victims. I Again, I, I still never heard of this frogging. I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Frogging? I mean, they sp- not F-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. This is P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. I don't know what the... the pH is, I don't know. I've just never heard of this shit. Goes on, says, it starts out slowly, things go missing, said Evelith, adding that people are more apt to believe they are living with a ghost than a long-term trespasser. Quoting, you think it's an urban myth, but it's more common than you think. Yeah, what was that one movie I I had seen a long time ago? I think it was People Under the Stairs or Strangers Under the Stairs. There's people that they were living in the walls or something like that. I guess that's a, it's the same thing. That that is really weird. The term frogging, which is said to originate from frogs, F R O G S frogs, leaping from place to place, and is pronounced frogging, has only been coined in recent years. But the crime itself has been occurring for decades. Really, I just, I just never heard of it. I mean, again, this is like something you would see in a movie, right? Like a psychological thriller or something. A&E's True Crime blog notes a 1986 case in which Daniel LaPlante, 17, found a hiding spot in the home of Tina Bowen, 18, with whom he was he was obsessed. LaPlante taunted the family by doing things such as drinking leftover milk, which escalated to taking Tina and other members of her family hostage. According to the blog, Tina eventually escaped and called for help. It goes on saying, Sometimes a frogger has parasitic attachment to the homeowner or home itself. It's terrifying, Evelis said. Unlike squatters who look for em- empty, abandoned spots, froggers aren't deterred by occupants. It takes until the moment the owner or renter sees something such as a hand or a footprint comes face-to-face with the intruder or catches them on some sort of surveillance camera to figure out what's going on. You know, that really kind of trips me really trips me out because I'm rarely at my house. I'm always off to work or, or in between dealing with, you know, family business or whatever the case may be. I'm always out the door. And I probably maybe spend maybe at most maybe four hours uh, of my time a day at my place. It makes me kind of think like, God damn, you know. Can somebody be sleeping? It makes me want to go back to my apartment right now and look in the closet and see if anybody's in there. I mean, Jesus. It is It is still unclear how Zayas got into the Campbell's two-story house or how long he'd been lurked or how long he lurked there. But the journal mentioned very personal details about them, such as the fact that Brittany was undergoing fertility treatments which a couple hadn't shared with anybody. Yeah, that is really fucking creepy. Really creepy. Quoting, The strangest thing is that he knew medical information about us, she told the Post. It's really bizarre. And again, it shows a picture of the guy. God, it looks like a fucking crazy dirtbag, man. 
I don't know if he took. He has a picture of him. It looks like he's got his shirt off. It's just like a, a shot from his neck up. But he's shirtless. It just—I I don't know if it's a picture he took inside their home. Just—I mean, the guy looks fucking straight up nuts, man. After his arrest, Zayas was charged with burglary and released. <laughs> Shortly after, he was arrested again. This time for allegedly vandalizing a Buddhist temple. Oh well, there you go. Guess he was looking for a peace of mind. In 2020, while in correctional facility for that crime, Zayas allegedly killed a fellow inmate, 62-year-old Vance J. Grace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy's dangerous. No doubt. No doubt. He's charged with murder in the first and second degrees in the fall of 2020 and pleaded not guilty. The man was found unfit to proceed and is currently at the Hawaii State Hospital, according to court records awaiting trial. My God. This is what I'm talking about. Now, I if I'm... I could be mistaken, but isn't Hawaii like one of those kind of woke, uh, they have a woke governor there, you know, they're very progressive as well over there, just like California. I mean, they got that, that, that stupid senator, what's her name? Horo, Horo, I forgot what her, what the hell her name is, Horo, Horo something, I guess, I, I don't know. Anyhow, she's an idiot too, so, goes on and says... The Campbells, meanwhile, are still recovering from the strange harrowing ordeal and have since moved out of their Honolulu house and away from Hawaii. This is an incident that has really affected us psychologically as a family. It's uprooted our entire lives, Brittany says. Recovering from this has been really difficult. You know, one second, let me turn this, roll that down. You know, why did they release this guy? I mean, the guy's a fucking danger. Right then and there, man. I would sue this, the state of Hawaii for releasing the guy. I mean, I, you, luckily you weren't hurt, um, but still, I mean, I mean that's that's scary shit, man. When you got a guy that, that breaks out of what? I, well, he didn't break out, but the guy's doing time and, and kills people in, in prison, and now he's in a state facility, and this guy's living in your fucking house, and you didn't even know it. He knows you're fucking <laughs> about your fertility, doctor's appointments, and shit like that. Oh, hell no, man. I mean, I'd have to do some serious investigating and see if there's any lawsuits that could be drawn from it, because, you know, I'm not a litigious person by any means, but I'll tell you one damn thing, man. You, you're sitting there, and you're doing some crazy shit like that. Nah, nah, nah. You you gotta fucking hit these people in the pocketbooks, man. You gotta expose these people. Whoever's responsible for letting this fucking dirt bag out, and, and for him to end up in their home the way he did, and in in their business and the privacy, and, and and I don't know what the deal is with the pill bottles. That's a whole other thing. You're just gonna have to take a look at this. I'll, I'll go ahead and tweet this out. Nonetheless, pretty scary stuff. Um, so there you go. Uh, frogging. P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. Never heard of it. Seems pretty damn creepy. Um, I guess, I mean, that in itself has to be a felonious crime. Uh, you can't just, I, I don't know why they would just arrest the guy for, what, trespassing and release him? Or whatever the case may be. I mean, come on, man. What's going on in Hawaii, man? I thought Hawaii was like a cool, chill place. But that's way, way too much chill. We will make America even greater than it has ever been. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for stopping by. Sorry I didn't get into that really, really important story about Joe Biden fist-bumping the Saudi prince. God forbid I was to forget that, so I'll have to touch base with that some other time. My apologies. 
I can't believe people are actually sitting there making that a big headline story. I mean, I get the hypocrisy and all that, and I get the whole thing. I'm not going to get into it, but I, I just can't believe how people are just so bent out of shape over a fist bump. Whatever. That's somebody else's problem. Anyhow, guys, hope you appreciate today's episode. Thank you so much for stopping by. Make sure you check out my YouTube and Rumble pages. I got some videos up. Rumble, I'm still working on that. I'll be getting some videos up there pretty soon. But I did put out some uh, more chill type softer type of videos over on YouTube. Go check it out. Some road trip stuff. And I think I might have ran it or something. I don't know. I put, all, I put random stuff out there. Oh, yeah. I think there was one video. It's only like a minute. But I was I was bored and I was feeding a seagull. You gotta check it out. The kid the kids got skills. The feathered rat has skills. So go check that out. That's over on my YouTube page. You can find all the links over there at uh, the Real WD on Twitter. You can find out when I drop episodes. Also when I share the links to all my videos. You can find all that over there on Twitter at the Real W O D. All right. That being said, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm a ghost. I will check in with you guys bit later. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell on Twitter for all the latest. Alright guys, until next time, peace out everybody.